That's now with Jake and Max, one to pod you on stack. Who's who you decide is now a guest on the side. Sometimes we scrum and sometimes we move, but together we're going to bear all. Bear Welcome back to the Bear All podcast, the podcast that all the Bears fans know and love. Um, as we know, RIP Jake Armstrong, he uh, has long uh, and left us, um, so I've had to find a replacement for him. Um, we have Max Laheath, because obviously I needed someone to make me look a little bit better on camera. So uh, Max, welcome, welcome. Um, can you just let me know uh, how privileged you must feel to uh, be sat next to me on the Bear All podcast? Lads, it's, it's a terrific honor to be here and to articulate our great culture to the masses. I can't wait. Can't wait for all of it. Should get thick and friendly with you, Seth. Um, and you can see why I brought him on because uh, he has a little bit of extra flamboyancy other than, you know, that Jake Armstrong didn't, you know, because he had his dry northern wit. And now we have um, very flamboyant Max Laheef. But uh, Max, I would like you, you know, because I just want to highlight we've got a few things the same, a few things a little bit different. And uh, the same things we have guests as per usual. Um, we've got a player guest, um, which, you know, some fans may be happy about. I know most of the squad will be disappointed that he's our first guest. Um, we have Fitz Harding, a first name George. Um, he will be joining us, uh, plays back row. Um, and Max, I'd like you to introduce our, uh, our second guest. That's a slight change up. We have a guest from outside of the HPC and the Bears uh, remit. Um, can you just uh, maybe give us the, uh, the intro that we need, please? Some say he can speak chicken. Others that he's related to Banksy. He's from Bristol. And all we know is they call him the Stig, a.k.a. Ben Collins. So, such an honor to have you great on with to us today. You. Mate, can't yes. wait. Well, look, it's great to be here. I know that you're not feeling well, but um, besides that, it's, uh, it's a bloody pleasure. And you guys are having a great season and you've been putting in some big hits. Here and there. Here and there. Here and there. <laughs> you dabble. Yeah, I dabble. Yeah, I'm trying to just keep my shoulders in place, in place yeah. yeah i think has been a key is that a problem well actually this year it's been more my head i've had a few concussions this year which yeah. are a bit scarier than how long did it take for him to bring that up it didn't take, didn't take long well, it doesn't it's stop any part. chance it's you get you have to drop in the word concussion don't you well, it's a big part no, of the it, game it really it's is a big concern it i know is. at I know, this point it's, a bit it's quite like, a morbid to topic to be yeah, talking about I know, the first I know, yeah that's no, why that's you're the one who serious. brought it up yeah. well, we said we want this to be light-hearted okay sorry i apologize out there he's tried to bring it down already um because the attention wasn't on him for once um <laughs> so um, ben ben welcome um, and the main reason we've got you here is initially because you're a Bristolian man. Yep. And I've heard a vicious rumor that you are quite the Bears fan. Absolutely. How long for? Since when? Has it been a childhood thing? Is it since I've started playing for them? Or um... no, I wasn't. A real, I didn't realize I used to play. But um, <laughs> obviously, as a, yeah, I was born in Bristol, but I actually spent most of my life um, elsewhere. So I actually grew up in California. Um, but they don't really play much rugby, although rugby's now taken off in America, and, and that's um, it's interesting. And part of what we, you were talking about with NFL, actually, rugby is a you know healthier sport in, in some ways. So um, it's really taken off, which is which is amazing. Um, but yeah, they moved back to the UK, a lot of Devon, and um, for the last god, I think ten or so years, been in Bristol. So um, yeah, got a little bit into the scene, and um, and and yeah, whenever I can, I'm back in the country. It's great to see what you guys do. But it's um, breathtaking at the same time. The game's totally transformed since I've played it at school. I mean, it's just, just I mean, it's like watching an international in Bristol. It's um, it's just incredible, the level of the sport. So uh, yeah, huge respect to, to all of you guys for what you do. So um, where have you, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Like where have you been employing your motoring expertise? Yes, so, well, most recently, I've been in Italy, so filming a new movie about um, Enzo Ferrari's life back in the 1950s um, with an amazing director called Michael Mann who did Last of the Mohicans yep. and Heat. So he's very sort of visceral kind of, you know, he really gets stuck into the, the gritty side of, of what he's his subject. Um, and back in those days, it was pretty lethal sport. So there's a, there's a lot of that and um, a lot of cool. I mean, Enzo was a very dramatic human being in lots of different ways. So it's, yeah, should be a great film that come out next year. So we've been out running in um, replicas of 1950s Ferraris and Maseratis. I was actually doubling Sir Sterling Moss um, 
which I'm a bit too tall for. Um, he was um, he was probably about a foot too tall, but managed to squeeze into his very big shoes and and yeah, pedal as fast as possible and make the car look good and do a bit of um, try not to ruin the movie with my acting. But yeah, amazing experience. You know, um, with Adam Driver of yep. Kylo Ren fame from Star Wars and, and lots of other cool movies he's done. So he, he plays Enzo. But that Ford, um, Ford v Ferrari t-shirt, you, you did do the... Yeah, another film that was um, a few years ago. So that's the uh, Matt Damon and uh, who was Christian. Christian Bale, yeah. awesome guys, and um, a lot really hey. really interesting story. So going back into the what is that? So nineteen sixty six, great battle movie. between the two yeah, yeah. Titans when um, Ferrari wanted to get in. Sorry, Ford wanted to get into Le Mans, and at first they were going to buy Ferrari to do it, and then realised you know Ferrari had other plans, and had to go build their own car from scratch and go out head to head. So it's quite an interesting battle. Who's a better bloke? Oh, do you know what? Well, I wouldn't say I got to know them intimately. Oh, right. They're both okay. a proper yeah. laugh. Both amazing at what they do. Um, Christian Bale was uh, my teammate in that, so I probably spent a bit more time with him. But uh, another level of, of acting, and um, you know, he put on an accent. He was sort of sort of slightly brummy tone um, to play Ken Miles, who was the sort of hero yeah. Brit, who was an expat living in America. Carol Shelby hired him because he was passionate about winning but he was also a brilliant development driver so he knew him from old that he would be able to take this actually british engineered car lola effectively um design that was taken to the states and then you know augmented to get it to, to cross the line and win which which they did in some style they had a one two three in that first year and um and were dominant for a few years which ferrari didn't see coming because ford didn't make racing cars like that pretty cool Good fun. That was Batman. I mean, he was Batman. Was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, I just want to follow So you were the Dark Knight Rises. Is that the one you were? You, yeah. Uh, the last one? That's right. Uh, yeah. The one with Bane? Uh, yes. The one with Bane, yeah. Tom Hardy. Yes. What was your part in that? How did you get into that? So I actually met a stunt guy called George Cottle, who came down to the Top Gear track when I was stig for Top Gear in the Batmobile. And he popped the hatch and uh, we, had a, we had a good laugh. We got to meet him then. And I was just breaking into movies. So I'd, I'd um, around that time, I'd done my first film, doubling Nicolas Cage. And then I and I subsequently got into a first Bond movie. Anyway, I was just marveling at this creation, which is completely purpose-built. So the Tumbler had a V8 Corvette engine in it. So quite you know, 500 and something horsepower, big old unit with his massive tires. Um, and we just kept in touch. And when but it got to the Dark Knight Rises, they needed three people driving these things. So George was the lead guy, if you like. <clears throat> there was two of us in the other ones. I was in the one that had a like a rocket launcher inside it, so I yeah, felt a bit bad about it, but I was trying to kill Batman. So I was one of Bane's henchmen. Pretty wild experience, amazing. You also did the um, the James Bond, like the Aston Martins and all that. So if you actually had to, with all your knowledge and the ins and outs of stunt driving cars and all the fantasy that goes with them, if you had to make your own like secret agent car, how would you mod it out and what car would you take? It's tough, isn't it? Because you don't want to stand out. I mean, what do you drive? <laughs> oh, hey. A white VW Golf. That probably Very would be about modest. right. Because you blend in. Do you blend in in that? Mind you, do you fit in that, really? Yeah, yeah, like Donkey Kong and Mario Kart. No, no, I it fit in fine. It's like okay. this. And the wheel must look like a biscuit in your Yeah, head. no, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's not right. fun, though, is it? For me, no, I'd, probably, I'd probably be a bit less inconspicuous in that. Um, although white car does stand out in traffic. So maybe grey. A grey polo, one of those. But with the sort of Boudicca wheels... You want the ejector seat in case your passenger's annoying, doesn't play good music, doesn't feed you, you know, properly. Yeah. Um, and you want machine guns, sort of both directions, smoke screens. Mm. I've seen too many Bond films. But we did, for the recent film, well, they've actually started selling, there's a limited run of Aston Martin DB5s. They've made 25 of these. They're not road legal, but I you can get them. Cars. Once you've bought them from Aston, you can make them road legal. It takes there's a small process you can go through. The biggest part of the process is affording it, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's got little pop-out things like looky light machine guns and it's got smoke. You can drop what looks like oil. Oh, I mean, that's you could brilliant. repurpose that. I that's think. brilliant. Oh, that'd be so oil. much fun. Yeah. Swap it for a sort of... You want you want to be... Like cow trops, yeah. Cow trops. Um, what was it? Timothy Dalton's one had the lasers on the side, didn't he? Yes. Is it the wrong time to uh, declare that I've never seen a single James Bond film? Genuine? <laughs> Really? That sums you up. And How did you <laughs> that actually get that does life? That does sum you yeah, up. Yeah, I, I apologise. It offends a lot of people, but, you know... Why is that? I think it's just because it's too popular. So you, no, you're that, not an ulti guy. I wouldn't say you're an ulti. I think it's probably, I think it's I probably because you have to... I just missed the boat. 
You probably have to pay to go to the cinema, which is probably your barrier. Wow. That may, no, that could be it, yes. Well, so what James Bond, he, he's associated originally with the Aston Martin, but he sort of had the BMW. Pierce Brosnan sort of had the BMW and... He also had the 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 the, the vanish, didn't he? Vanquish. The vanish. But it, yeah. they, he the called it the vanish because it had oh, yeah. micro cameras all over the um. What was that? Armor, Is that die another day? That one. Project the image that they were. I think I've, yeah. I You've seen that, that one. Reference. I yeah. know that reference. I okay. How can you not okay. have seen a Bond film? What do you like watching then? How long we got? This isn't about me, but I quite enjoy WWE. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's real, isn't it? Yeah, I used to. Yeah. I used to, yeah. Oh yeah, but that I, what, really, like, I did go watch more like it live. attitude area, like yeah, uh, yeah, and then I did go watch it live of... in Cardiff not that long ago. Oh really? When it was on, yeah. But that, yeah, yeah. That could be a thing. Why don't you start that here? Yeah, mm. like you could be, you could be a good heel. Stick yeah, a good heel. put a yeah. ring in there, and you know, get, maybe you should maybe get, that's get your it together. Post retirement plan. It could be. It's either that or darts at the minute. Yeah. Because um, I think darts, darts I can start practicing like this evening, yeah. a few hours a night. Are you good at darts? <laughs> I reckon I could I be. I can reckon I get my yeah. ten thousand hours in. <laughs> your fingers, just, your fi your fingers aren't. No, that they're natural. They're natural. They're issue. natural dart holders because I can't straighten them. Right, Got hands like a T Rex. Yeah. yeah, I think you stick. This to is what I was also thing. thinking. Is it too late for me to get into driving because I can't fully extend my fingers? You so do you think I can naturally just like a Lego man? Just put them on. Just put them on. And we're in. Quarter to three. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is this was a genuine question, man. When I knew you were coming on, it was like it timed funnily. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a charity event at um, a go-karting place in Bristol. I don't know if anyone saw. No, I didn't see. Um, well, the plan, I wasn't very good. I don't know why I wasn't very good. I just, I didn't beat anyone. It was, it was, it a, did you run a Le Mans race? Yeah. So it was I've done Le Mans. Lots of, yeah, Le Mans. Lots of, lots of laps in Bristol for an hour. Yeah. Um, and so. Similar. similar. <laughs> Completely yeah. the same yeah. thing. <laughs> same feat of endurance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, we can relate. Um, I know you've, you've done 24 hour yeah. ones. I found doing 20 minutes absolutely exhausting. Right. Um, so the, do you go for the whole 24 hours in the. Or you have a team? There's three, just like there's three, three, three. So you take it in turns. It used to be you could do four hours, but they limited it to three. So, yeah. you, so it's three, basically three stints, one stint. You, you run the car till it runs out of fuel, come in for fuel, go again. So that, that's your first stint of about an hour. You can do three of those in a row, and then they, you have to then change. Um, and it's, it is physical, and you're using muscles you're not used to. In the go-kart, you know, it's finding parts that you, you know, so don't feel bad about it, although you should kind of feel a bit bad. Yeah, I was embarrassed, you know, yeah. trained athlete and all that. But... Um, 20 minutes, I mean, you know, it's not long. So how did you sort of get into driving when you were younger? How did that transition sort of start? So I grew up on a farm, not in Bristol, obviously, and I, I had access to like quad bikes and stuff. And that was how I still remember, remember learning car control, getting things to slide and correct. And then I've, my first car experience, other than sort of like, you know, L plate, stealing parents' car, that kind of thing, uh, was at Silverstone. So um, got a chance to drive a single seater for the first time, and then that was life changing. That was what I wanted. Didn't want to do anything else except become a racing driver. So it's super addictive. Um, but you know, there's I think Lando Norris is a Bristol boy. So he he came through the karting. Um, I think he had a, an involvement here with um, Lansdowne. And uh, look at him now. He's F1. He's an esports legend as well. Um, so yeah, that's the route you can start in karts and go all the way through. The kart racing is different because they are much smaller, and um, you can't you can't do everything that you can do in a car on track, but there's a ton of, you know, experience they log, how to tune the car, mental preparation, going getting sponsors, the whole thing. Definitely learned that. They, they are learning that from a younger age, so it does help, but you can always catch up. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's, you probably know players who've, you know, you probably hate them, have come in late, with very little rugby experience, yeah. and then suddenly- they Just pick it up. Instantly. They pick it up, they yeah. can understand the game quickly and, and they adapt, so similar thing. So you started that, you went into, so because I know when I was doing some reading that you have done a little bit of everything. Yeah. Driving wise. You've done F3, you've done NASCAR. So that, so that was your, I take it your competitive racing side. How did you then transition into doing the stunts, the, the scary stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like what you're going to do when you go into the wrestling ring which we are going to organise, clearly. Yeah. Um, it's a transferable skill because you've probably got that streak of violence that's going to, you know, you'll find a, an outlet for it, which would be great. Um, so similar thing from the racing, you know, you've got a skill set. There are other, other things you can do with it. Um, I've I always enjoyed, you know, learning car control. So 
with racing, you, you're pinpoint accurate about getting the cars on the limit, but not over the limit to get it to go as fast around the track as you can. And then for showboating, which is what TV is about, sometimes we go beyond that, starts you know sliding the cars, burning rubber and all that. That's a useful skill for the stunt world where you want the mix of accuracy, but also looking like you're out of control because it, whether it's someone who's trying to get away from a bad guy or whatever, um, bounce off things. So different approach because in racing, you get paid not to crash, get to the front and then stunts. It's like when a paid, you know, crash into stuff. And the mindset's quite, quite tough. You know, you see brand new Aston Martin, 200 grand car, and you've got to glance it off a boulder. And then there'll be another, you know, the next week, there's a brand new one has arrived. And then without even driving it, the guy from the art department comes along with a, st a stone and a stick and a scalpel and just tears up the dash to make all the bullet hits smashes the windscreen with a with a metal punch and you're watching a brand new car get turned into this you know junker so it does take getting used to so it's different but the but the drive this the driving skill kind of like work out what you're supposed to do think about it and then then you know train yourself to do that is it true in 2010 you tried you released an autobiography of the kind did, yeah and there was some controversy around that wasn't there yeah they didn't like it basically i've been the stick for eight years and it was an amazing time. Absolutely loved it. And you know, the whole part, the main part of it was to keep the keep it a secret who I was. Yeah. But after a while, you know, even for the first year, Clarkson didn't know it was me. Then he oh, did. Oh, really? For yeah, the first it was, year? It was super, super contained. Only, only two people: my boss and a young lad who was. You know, oh, that's so cool. At the, you know, right at the sort of cusp of it. Whose idea was it? Your idea to keep it a secret, or was that part of the email? No. Job? totally their idea the yeah. whole the whole stick character and um and the anonymity around it but it's clever because it's like the MacGuffin, isn't it and yeah. or, you know who's darth vader or boba fett as a kid similar sort of thing so it was really appealing and, and i you know went full on to maintain that secret <clears throat> and i thought a couple of years would be the max but it was it went on each year and then each year that went on media focus became more heated to find out who it was and people doing big flash photography to try and see through the um helmet visor, using yeah. long lens but i never took the helmet off so that that defeated the that side but it eventually kind of more people that bbc started to know then they did a reveal in the radio times which was a bit of an own goal then the papers got hold of it and it started to run so after eight years i sort of thought i kind of got the the, the writing was on the wall i could hear people the chat and so on and i i was always on a very short contract one day at a time so i made my plans and i gave my notice in and I had a book ready to go as well and I you know wanted to sort of work that out and sort of you know bring that out as a you know in, a, in the if you like a most amicable way but I got shut down or they tried to shut it down so I got they um, had to go through a whole court process there was an injunction that got put out to try and gag me from um, ever revealing in my life that I'd worked on the show which I thought was a bit much you know if I was yeah. leaving and, and I you know was a planned leave it wasn't a sort of sudden thing so I resisted that and and won um, got through the courts and the book came out and did very well as a bestseller. And um, it's given me the opportunity to go off and do different stuff, go back into racing, filmmaking, and now into YouTube and hanging out with you lot. So <laughs> how good. It's all good. Um, did you, as the Stig, have to coach the guests that came on for the lap? Yeah, it was so much fun. That was, so who, that was who, did, who, was, who did you think was the most naturally gifted celebrity at the racing, other than obviously the, uh, the race car drivers? I mean, the best was Jennifer Saunders, not a sports person that I'm aware of, but she was epic. And she, was, she seemed very mumsy, her persona and everything. And I'd watched on the telly, you know, comedian, and that's, you sort of, she seemed very like the person I felt I knew from telly. Got her in the car and she was really fast, like immediately and I could tell she had a feeling for what the car was doing. Um, different to your experience, you know, in the car, where you didn't understand it. And she really bonded with the machine and I could tell her to do something she she could really just hone in on it and, and do it. So I think she set the memory that was the fastest time. Ronnie O'Sullivan, though, he was also pretty epic. And because his game is so mental, and I think he just absorbed just everything as well. Honest, he was just, yeah, yeah laser focus. And he's, I think he's, there's a wild streak to him that, that does help with racing. I Risk, think you, yeah. You, yeah, you've yeah. got to have the precision, but that you do need a streak of the, mm. that will take you to the next level. Right, there, is, there is one question I want to ask you. Yeah. Going back to the stick thing, and you said so. Now you even said even Jeremy Clarkson didn't know who you were. You said there was a couple. How hard was it to spend your life as the stick? Did you want to tell people? Well, part of you obviously does, but 
it, I just I just didn't really think about it much. It, it got there was a point there when I saw people wearing there was a T-shirt that came out the I am the Stig T-shirt, and that was the sort of point. Realised, blimey, this has gone quite mainstream. And wouldn't it be, it'd be great to just chat at the bar? Yeah. And um, but lots of other people were doing that, so it's, that that was quite. I remember a friend of mine who eventually I I started right towards the end. I needed to have a few people know what I was doing because it was too. It, it was it was beginning to get hard to defend. Yeah. My mates started to ask questions like, "Look, yes, I would do that job." They're like, "Oh yeah, we had a drinks party and um, someone else was saying the stick turned up." I'm like, um, I think that's someone who's you know milking a good that's story. Quite yeah. good too bad. Someone introduced yourself themselves as a stick, and you're like, "I would 100% I think, have done that as well." <laughs> there were a few blind dates I think that went that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few free drinks as well. Yeah, I'm the stick. What would you say your your coolest stunt would be? Because obviously you've gone from that, you've done films, you've done a lot. What would be like all like the, the maybe the coolest, the the trickiest, the most satisfying? Um, did quite a cool thing on Doctor Strange, where we had a couple of Lamborghinis and he was texting, which you should never do when you're driving, and as a result he clipped another car because he wasn't paying attention, and spun into a telegraph pole, which basically then then catapulted him off a ravine and. That was taken care of by CGI. So the computer generated imagery. They they sort of took over um, once he's gone off the ravine. But the lead up to that, so hitting the car and then um, skidding it into a telegraph pole was me. So we lined this up and it was very specific. The angles had to be perfect. Um, they wanted it to, to then, it was there was there it went from the bit where the car hit this pole to a, a special effects rig on a cable that was gonna yank what was left of the Lambo through the wall, then into the CGI world. Um, but it, they were very, very specific. Um, and it was one of those, we had two cars, which meant you had two takes. Because once you've, once you've crashed into the pole, the car is kind of done. Yeah. Unfortunately, got it on the first take. But that was, you know, we, we were able to practice it with a cone, so the director was happy, but then you have to, you know, repeat it. If you don't get that right on the button, then you're in trouble. So you do, you do your running goes up. It's yeah. like pre-match or before qualifying session of race. Do you, um, do you get anxious that sort of stuff or is it like now is it just just what i do it's the same thing you have to perform right then and there and fortunately your body clock is is with you at that stage and yeah. your adrenaline goes through the roof because it, it your body knows your concentration level has to be peak to do exactly what it is and it can be something so silly and after after you mess up you know you just you must you know think of all the times in a game or you know like why didn't my hand do what i expected it to do precisely happens a lot to me yeah <laughs> same thing so yeah the, how, how much you put the, the, the pressure on the handbrake you know you know literally like you squeeze a lemon to the to the exact point that the, you know just such a such a small bit of pressure um under your foot with the handbrake and the timing you go from the handbrake to the brake to get it to go and how much steering you put in it's all got to be just right so you memorize it and then you have to do it exactly right that's do why you, you get do the, you get a bonus bus. for not ruining the second car I didn't. I should have negotiated yeah. that. Yeah. You're I coming reckon. with me next time. <laughs> yeah. Negotiate. So many guys got two. If I, do, if I, I get this first one, if I don't can the I keep one, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. There's a hierarchy, and I'm, I'm definitely at the lower end of that. Yeah. Producer, director, there's a lot of people got their yeah, hands yeah. on that before I get near it. Yeah. What about the rig? Like, in terms of those, like, forced crashes, like, how does your body hold up after all that? We, we planned that really well. So, a, a lot of the big hits, um, I've man I tend not to get involved with some of the some of the stunt guys will do these huge crashes and um, so before me um, Adam Curley did the, um, that huge flip on Casino Royale where the car did 12 and 3 quarter yeah, yeah. rolls oh, what a film. You know, that's, um, that's full on stunt guy that's you know died in the wall they've trained all their lives they can do fights they can probably do bike they can do car car crashes jump off buildings work with fire um, so you know they are absolutely extraordinary they're hugely talented so all the guys that have been doing this are the lead doubles. Um, people like um, Adam and um, the recent film, it was uh, Dave Grant, I think there's another guy, um, and maybe Andy Lister as well was in there. I think he was in this film as well. They're, they're extraordinary. They'll jump off bridges with a cable attached to them. You know, it's like a bungee jump, but different. I mean, they, they go through the mill. So I was, always enjoy watching the behind the scenes on those films to see how did they make these stunts. And you see an explosion and a guy gets yanked across the room and you, you see what what they're doing but yeah big big impact stuff pretty cool oh we got something here three celebs for a road trip 
out of the guys you work with? Outside you three. Yeah, outside oh, us. Obviously, three. this obviously. is your first pick. These are the first three on the. And I need that? I need Fitzy to have. A, you can have a think I about have three what, as well. You, not celebs. I need you to think about Bears players. Three, three Bears, Bears players. players. And the ones we definitely wouldn't take. But okay. Three celebs for road trip. Gordon Run. Gordon Ramsay, hundred percent. Oh really? He'd be epic. Mm. He's a, well. He loves well. driving. He's a nutter. And and he can cook, so he'd be brilliant with the goodies. Oh, he would be class, he'd, you know, he'd, he? he'd, yeah. he'd definitely sort you out with the essentials. The... Have you worked with him much? No. He he came to Top Gear. He wrung that little car by its neck and then accused me of breaking his, the clutch on his Ferrari, which I did not do. But he says that I <laughs> rinsed his clutch. He won't Incorrect. be convinced otherwise. Um, yeah, he'd be good fun. And he's he's done quite a few road trips, so he's seasoned. Yeah, he'd probably yeah. know where to go. He'd be able to read the map. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't be like that. Yeah. Probably he'd probably want to drive and. I'd yeah. have to read the map. Um, Obviously, you need someone that's going to be the Rock. Let's have him. There's not much space. Not in that yeah. Car, you, 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 you didn't say think... what kind of car. No, oh, that's that's a big Land that's Rover. True. That's true. Yeah, then you're yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got as much space. A as Lincoln you like. Navigator. Yeah. yeah, he'd be he'd be good, and he always knows what to do. In the Fast and Furious movies, mm. he's he's always got a plan. He's got yeah. his sort of contacts. He's, he'd be good. I think he looks like he'd have good banter. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you probably have a good time with yeah, him. Yeah, a bit under tattooed to hang out with him. I might have to mm. do something about that. But all right, that's two, and then number three. Oh, I don't know who's another one. Tom Cruise would be pretty awesome. He yeah, definitely he, want to drive. Have you he seen the driving? Have you seen that clip that's just come out? Um, he's like promoting a new Mission Impossible, like during a skydive. He's like jumped out of a plane. He's and got he's a camera screaming. in the air, and he's like in the air, being like, "Oh, thanks so much for all the support." Being like, "Oh, that's crazy." He's a different level. Isn't he, he is. Oh. He's a weird man. Crazy. He's a weird man. Yeah, um, but only for the day with uh, Top Gear. My last guests were um, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, and he went quickest. And I've never met someone more, you know, determined and focused. And and a friend of mine who work, who does a lot of the movies with him, you know, people sort of say a lot of actors will say, oh, "I'll do my all my own stunts." Tom Cruise does. He does. He, he walks the walk, and he's. He, if he hadn't been an actor, he would have been Stunt one of the best man. or the best stuntman in the world. Really, he's super physical and just so tenacious with it, and amazing. And you know, it's, an, it's awesome if you're trying to teach and coach someone like that because you know they're they're on they're taking every word and making the most of it, which he very much did. He was a right laugh. We ended up rinsing a, a Bugatti Veyron Super Sport up and down the, the airfield because we have one. So he was doing about 180 in that. And, made himself late for his own premiere, which is what he was in England for. I thought that was quite cool. That's good. He's a rock oh, star. What a bloke. Who out of those two? So you got Gordon Ramsay, The Tom Rock, Cruise and Tom the Cruise. Rock. So you need- That's a good trio. Like, so say you're going to drive. Okay. Yeah, you've alphaed them all, and you've told them I'm driving. Who's in the front seat with you in charge of music? That's a big role, I find. That is a big role. On a road trip. I haven't thought Huge about that. On a road trip. That'd, be, that'd be The Rock. You can't argue with him. Mm. No, I think he's got. I also, th yeah, I think he also he he might he might maintain calm around the vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah if Gordon so Ramsay chops off in the just, back, like, he could turn he, around. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe grab Gordon. I think start doing things. That's not a bad car to be in. You got a little bit of everything there, haven't you? Yeah, he is very alpha dominant. You well, I, maybe I yeah, should have thought about this. Thought this through a, a bit more. Chiefs, not many yeah. Braves. Yeah, but that's okay. Hey, that's okay. Who's in your car then? Oh, the squat. Yeah. There squad. are a few names that come to mind straight away who will not be getting in that car. <laughs> Go. Harry, Go. Harry Randall tops the list. No, oh, he'd be out the window in no time. What's wrong with him? Oh, he's <laughs> one of the most aggravating human beings I've ever had in life. Oh, is he a fiddler? Is he saw the little person pokes oh, buttons? Yeah, but that, he, 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 he's he like, oh, I'd be putting your ears. The metaphysical buttons <laughs> right. of your soul. I had, to move <laughs> I had to move seats on the away trip bus. Because he sat but too could close you put him me. in the dog section at the back? We have <laughs> yeah. one of those grids. You'd join the buddy he'd probably through. enjoy that and start barking. Yeah, lewd, yeah, gross, yeah, yeah. unhygienic. Yeah, he'd probably end up nude. Very funny. He'd probably end up nude Quite charming. Yeah. Funny for the first five minutes, yeah. and, and then you're getting very bored of it. Very out the quick, window. Right. So maybe if you had a Land Rover snatch vehicle. Andy, you're With a sealed off side. Andy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he have a use, though? Does he? He's Larry. No, Harry, he's Harry. little and could burrow in holes if he needed, maybe. I don't think so. He's not providing much use. Are you doing any tunneling? No. What's Harry got? Um, <laughs> Tom, you need, Tom, you Whiteley, need... Tom Whiteley and Toby Fricker both nowhere near that car oh. purely for mood mood swing reasons. Really? You <laughs> don't want to catch them on a bad day. It would, it would, if they're getting in that car in a bad mood, a bit can we just say yeah. that these are your arch nemesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not there's, I'm... there's, a, there's an agenda here. Just, <laughs> just, just the, I... of the Tom Whiteley and Toby Fricker <laughs> angle. 
I wouldn't mind Toby Frick. I think he'd no, be a good conversation. No, he'd be good. He'd be good. But then also, if you upset him... He's a well-travelled man. He, he is a well-travelled man. He'd be good man. with the map. He'd take you to cool spots. Yeah, he's re he comes across reasonably educated. Yeah. So you wouldn't be too bad. I know you'd manage his, you'd manage his mm, mood. You'd have to manage it. But I think if you kept him fed... <laughs> Tom Whiteley yeah. sat the life. Yeah, I me. couldn't take Tom Whiteley. It'd be kind of fun. I think top of my list might be, might be Brian Byrne. Brian top Byrne. of your list. I'd love to have a guy. I think, yeah, Brian, Byrne. Brian Byrne's a How wholesome is that? Right? He's a very wholesome man. That's a wholesome man. Oh, God, manager. I love Brian Byrne. Wholesome. You could the spend, rhinoceros. You spend a lot of time with him quite easily, yeah. couldn't you, I think? Nice, well-grounded Irishman. Just lovely. Yeah. yeah. Righteous, good bloke. Yeah. Sam Jeffries. Nah, too perfect. I'd yeah, feel, yeah no. I'd feel horrible. I wouldn't want to catch him in the yeah. rearview mirror and think, "Do I look like this?" And he looks like that. <laughs> yeah, no. So he can't come. Okay. Um, Your inferior genetics. I think yeah. Joe Joe Batley. So funny. I think yeah. Joe Batley'd be good value. Be good for the stories. Yeah. Some yes. He'd be, yeah. He's good value. We got to pick three though. We can only pick three. We're going Brian Byrne, Joe Batley. So far. What do you think about Rich Lane? He's so gregarious. I can see it. Yeah, I would enjoy that. I just, I would probably go Jake Heenan. Yeah. He's a well-traveled man. Yeah. Good stories. A little bit quieter. I think you need someone to counterbalance Joe Batley. He'd take you off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's quite good. He's, he's had many... Culture many vulture. Yeah. yeah. You would need a, I think, in your squad, a designated driver. Who is the best? Who's the best driver? That's a bound great question. To be, that, yeah, but not you. Did his hands sign me up to this that? This would be someone who but who wouldn't go in. You know what I mean? You're going to be bound to. There's bound to be some sort of pub crawl element. I, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, we need a designated driver. You've pulled over somewhere. All of a sudden, you've gone. This place is quite vibey. It's got a little bit loose. You've gone. We've gone in for one with some food. You've then had six. Yeah? But you need this <laughs> one guy. See reason. Well, Sam Jeffries would be a man for that. That is Sam Jeffries. Yeah. The paragon of justice and yeah. virtue. I don't think you're not getting that with Brian Byrne, Jake Heenan, and Joe Battle. No, no, I think, I think well, no, but I think if Brian Byrne, if we laid the responsibility on Brian Byrne, he'd do he's it. too much of a team man to let us down. Yeah, I think he'd. Yeah, he'd go, oh, I have to. Hmm. I think that's maybe. about it then. We've got it down. Have yeah. we? Yeah, I think that's quite good. Yeah, I'm happy. not taking Fitz Harden with me. Why? Because. <laughs> You would just be like, you think you, were right, you think you were right the whole time and uh, you would just do my night. probably was. Though. You're on a similar level to Rands, but just for you. Like, do you know what? Last few not... weeks, I've been bracketed in the same category as Rands for a number of things. Yeah, it's, both it's, it's, it's been, it's been <laughs> recently over... Well, I think Tom Whiteley's got quite a lot of social capital in the squad and he's basically... I don't know where that's come from. I don't, I don't understand it either. But he's got influence and he's defamed you. Mm, yeah, quite, quite comprehensively. Publicly, a number of times. The thing is, I can't come back at him because I don't want to upset him, lads. You don't want to upset Tom Whiteley. Yeah, no, he's got a temper on him, doesn't yeah. he? Like watching him and Harry Randall duke it out mm. is so much fun. Tearing you you would think that the smallest lads in the team would probably be the least aggressive. Doesn't work. No. Furious. Wow. No, it works. You inverse. Well, there's a lot of tenacity in there, isn't there? And they play. Lots of games with each other to like, which to play with the ego. Yeah, yeah like it's it, in any other environment, we cast as bullying. But what about the coaches and what are they like? Oh, was drivers? Well, I tell you, generally, Sean Marsden. Are they nice? Yeah, oh, Sean Marsden. Sean Marsden, he's what a guy. skills coach. Okay, would be a great companion on a road trip. Mark Irish. Mark Irish. Mark Irish. You're taking yeah. Mark Irish. You're taking our scrum coach. Yeah, fire it up. <laughs> yeah, you definitely take it him. Yeah, I do as well. I think he'd be quite no, good. No. He, I think he would time perfectly when to have a drink and when not to. What do you reckon, Crane would take us? I reckon he takes us straight to the beach. No, Cra no. if it's Crane, we're going straight to Vegas. Yeah, oh, yeah. Crane, Crane would be good, but he would just want everything the yeah. high end. Yeah, it yeah. would all be like. Do you reckon he's bougie? Top oh end. yes. Is yeah, he bougie? yeah. He wouldn't be like you know, and you need you need some people that wouldn't mind sleeping in the car. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Brian Byrne, Joe Batley, Jake Keenan. Right, That's my final answer. Solid. There's your answer. Solid. There. Solid. Oh, yeah. All right, you have to pick one tune for your road trip. What are you going for then, Fitzo? I said, I've rocked the Casbah by The Clash. That's you. Yeah, I didn't expect that from you, actually. It's All just... you do is play Beyonce in the gym. Well, it's Beyonce. Man. <laughs> Everyone knows actually. Mondays are made for Beyonce. Then why do you play it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Do you? Do you so, start Brock Boyne when you're waiting? That is disturbing. His playlist on the great. Well, how did yeah. we forget that? I know, I know. Well, that's sort of what I was hoping well, to up to. I, that we I about pride music. myself in bringing energy to those sessions. A Monday morning session, Requires energy. So this is this and is also why, it, this is that's also, why he, that's why I have to put it on. This is also you why. just sap. 
This is also why you, people don't like you at the club. <laughs> For that alone. Does everybody have to listen to Beyonce then when he stands yeah. up at the gym? Ah, yeah. So he dominates. Yeah. So who dominates? Yeah, but the worst thing is he puts it on, he puts well, it on, well, and he walks over like this. No, he's gone red. He's actually nah, red. Well, they say like, sinks, sinks, sinks takes, takes control, control, but. The issue with Sinks is that he'll play rap. the same three songs. Yeah, oh, he's only got the same three. He's got three songs. He's got three. No, he, he'll go. It's like a, a, a cyclical. A, yeah, it's it a is, la carte yeah. menu that goes um, sort of monthly. Mm. So it does change every now and again. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's not. It's not ideal. Um, but yeah, people look to me for energy. Is is how I describe my look to value. fits for energy. Va- music wise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't right, think right, you can debate that. Fine. You and D- I'd say Rich Lane, DT, him and DT do the crowd pleasers. Rich Lane will back me up there. Uh, Bring DT, Beyonce is the, yeah. the crowd pleasers. Beyonce, there are some great okay. bass hunter, Nickelback. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about DT. DT's music mirrors his offspring. Sense. I thought you'd be doing heavy metal. Yeah, Break, Blink One Eighty Two. Does Nickelback count as heavy yeah, metal? I'd rather have his hit list than than yours. Well, it's, it's guys. I've got a diverse music taste. This is just <laughs> guys, this is just, guys, the guys, guys. This is just diverse it's beautiful. Music this is just what a Monday morning Smile needs me. energy. But I presumed you went in with your headline, which was Beyonce. He's talking, you know, well, Blink, Blink One Eight Two. I mean, Nickelback, Nirvana. <laughs> oh, do you know who else Sorry, has got a very, very sort of rogue choice in music in the gym? But he doesn't often do it as solely. Somehow controls the gym music on his own when he's in there. Is Semi. Semi, I don't mind Very that. much Westlife, yeah. Boyzone. Strictly Siva. Westlife, no, it's both of them. Siva does it as well. Yeah, Siva yeah. loves it. Westlife, Boyzone. Boyzone. Mm. Not even, and not always like the, the classics. It's yeah, like, it's like the ones you never Album tracks to. that you the never, ones never made. But I don't mind players. that. Sometimes you need to have that to just offset the... Did someone say that Semi was going to see Westlife Zone as well? They went. They've been. Did they not go, him and Siva? Yeah. Which I did, really didn't expect. They're yeah. playing in, work, yeah, in Cardiff fans, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Westlife fan? Uh, no, particularly. Not I mean, I don't mind it. So look, this is a segment we, we've had in the past. Yeah, it was called Two Jakes and a Cake. Yeah. No longer anymore because there's only one Jake presenting. So we'll call it Jake and a Bake. But we've got Fitz Hardy who's been in charge of uh, baking <laughs> something today. Right. And bringing it in. Um, well, but I can see it. It doesn't look like he's baked that himself. My friend Mark did it. Does Mark work at Marks and Spencer's? Sometimes. In this case. So you've started off poorly by bringing well, in. It you looks go collect it, you go it collect it and get it on the on show. I was given seasonal eight as well. hours notice. The only bonus points well. for you are seasonal. It is. It's got root I love that. Rudolph. That looks great. It looks delicious. Max, can you fill the time while we uh, I slice this a little bit, please? Ben, where was on which set did you have the best food? Batman. Batman. It was actually uh, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I did get known as Cakes Collins. They had a, that yeah. was filmed in Chicago, wasn't it? The, f- the first ones were, and then the one I worked on was um, was Pittsburgh and New York. They have something they call craft service. They bring they bring their food there. They, they feed the crew from it and uh, basically got snacks through through, through the day. Of course, once you've found where it is, it's really difficult not to keep going back to it when you've got these little breaks and you have a coffee and it's oh, there's another pass of a slice of that, it'd be fine. But then there's a massive hatch. I did sort of find it was getting a bit tight. The hatch into the Batmobile was getting smaller <laughs> as the sheet went on. And I was crippling the budget for the movie, so I had to sort of back it off towards the end. But no, very good food. The Americans do it really in style. Yeah. They, go, they really go for it. They're awesome. Yeah, they, especially love in New it. York. My God, food's incredible, isn't it? Absolutely. Portion sizes are different as well. Their um, garnish game and condiment game is superior to yeah. ours completely. It makes me sad. They yeah. love a, and they've got a good burger, but we are doing one well on the burgers now. Yeah, we're getting better. Lobster burger, all that stuff. Good. Brilliant. All right, so uh, thank yeah, you. Well, normally well, we used to review these sorts of things, um, but I feel Fitzy's just put zero effort into this and <laughs> just gone and bought one. It's well, good. We can do it, that. Yeah, is it? It's nice. Yeah, that as, as a fair assessment of my effort. Um, oh, wow. Well, it's you, it's good. delicious. Very good. What's your cooking like, Cheesecake. Can you cook? I, I dabble. I wouldn't. I'm sat next That's to some, I sit next to someone who's very very passionate about it and obviously broadcasts it on the media. I like to do it, you know, in the shadows, mm-hmm. um, at home. What I have done recently though. It's that bad is it? No, he's a good cook. Um, well, we did live. Yeah, we did live together for a little while. Oh, right. so we went. We um, did go for it. I still friends, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. well, only just um, just piggybacking off of social media followers. Time. I actually really enjoyed that. Part of my Bristol mm. career, living with you in Bedlow. Was that when you first moved, Max? Mm. 
I um, recently have been gifted a pasta machine. Awesome. Manual. Um, and... What did you make your first tagliatelle? I made some, I did make a tagliatelle. Yeah. Is that a correct pronunciation? Mm. Mm. And uh, did you try Chef Mike's? So we've got a chef at the club who does some... Um, His carbonara, in, did you do? Instructional videos on how to do some healthy, sort of good quality sauces and things like that. Just to, you know, add to the repertoire. And he has a lovely mushroom reduction. Have you tried that? What, and you put that straight on the pasta? Yeah, so I made the pasta. Yeah. I made the mushroom reduction. With creme fraiche? Yeah. Very good. Pasta then into the reduction, covered mm. with some chicken breast over the top, and a little bit of um, oven broccoli. Yes, yeah, so like a mushroom chicken alfredo. Yeah, um, it was outstanding. You My ruined pasta. it with the broccoli. Waste of time. Yeah, I know, but you, sometimes you feel you have to have something green oh, on no, the plate. That's just the establishment yeah. telling you that. You with your training, though, you must be going through. Is it every every day? Is it you train pretty much? Pretty much. How many calories are you going through per day with training? I would Ish. say like three and a half thousand. Yeah, yeah we'd have to consume about yeah. 3, on a heavy 000. day, on a hard day, it'd be like four thousand. Three thousand like calories. Pre-season would uh, pre-season would be clean off. That yeah. would be very. And do you eat before you train? So breakfast first one. So like we normally have depends on the day really, but we're normally on a typical day we'll eat when we come in, have meetings in the gym That's in the good. mornings, have lunch, then train in the afternoon, and then that'll be us. Yeah. Mm. But you Raised. must have to, I mean, smash the food to make up for. The chef is the chef is amazing as well. Yeah, we, we have had, we've had a new chef, Mike, um, this year. Big Mike, big dirty Mike. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. He's yeah. he is really really. He's out of control. Um, he's really <laughs> like really good. Classically trained French chef. Oh, but then wow, he got into amazing. the performance avenue, and yeah, he's just he makes us into gluttons. It's incredible food, mm. Mm. and you know most of it's reasonably good for you because he yeah. has to, and we've got a good. Um, Sports scientist or nutritionist. No, who, don't give him any credit. No, we. Willie's <laughs> <laughs> he, no, just upset because he hasn't turned Willie into Max. Right, is essentially Willie's issue with him. Also, uh, is that fair? Also, Willie? Is that fair? nutritionist signed for us, <laughs> and I was told, well, I was asked if you come live with me because I look after all the strays. He yeah. does, and he come. You come in, and I was more or less promised if he lives with me, Bill Sykes, he'll yeah. turn. He'll turn. The last thing I want is a nutritionist living with me. Because I'm a secret eater, that he uh, uh, that he would make me look like this. Yeah, far from beautiful. Mm. He's been living with me now for a year and a, a year and a half, and I still look like. What's this. What's upset Willie the most is he's had to move away from his traditional pre-match routine. So he got into before this nutritionist arrived. <laughs> this is a vicious <laughs> rumor. Story. This this is vicious. No, 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 I like this. Go, Willie. Keep going. His pre-match routine was a large Aldi, 18-inch uh, pizza. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> incorrect already. A full, a full pack of lager. Okay. Um, and a birthday cake. Do you call him Caterpillar? Whole cake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. This is this is he's a hungry it's very man. Specific. And it's is it an owl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Okay, so pepperoni, some pepperoni, truth, pepperoni some truth to it. There is some truth to it. Oh, right. It, but since you know, since you know, became people, professional, it's like Chinese whispers. It just sort of goes. It's one it to just, one person, yeah. one person. Next thing. So I got approached. Did you eat the roly poly cake? Yeah. No, that yes. was the thing I didn't have. It gains so momentum, have doesn't a, it? Anybody else have an Asda create your own pizza? Have you ever no. had one of them? No. No. no you lives in Clifton, doesn't do that sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, Asda not. create There's your own section. Get the large pizza. Cost about oh, a fiver, something like that. But you can add your own. So, always got extra chicken, extra mozzarella. So I used to have that. Yeah. I'd have a four pack of beer. So I'd have like four Budweiser. Usually Budweiser. Honestly. I was, this was before I was professional. Professional. The old way. Oh. And that would be it. This is like, that's why, this is a genuine true story. I I wouldn't have the cake. I don't know where the cakes come from. How did the beer react out of interest when you then did the exercise? (laughs) It was fine. I got me a professional contract. Yeah. Okay. So it was was like nitrous. In spite of, in spite of the beer you managed. I think that might have been it. Or because of. Yeah. yeah, You know, when you're like, I had a couple of beers last night, I probably should turn up. Maybe that was a good thing. I've got the anxiety. I've literally got the beer fit. Yeah. So, but yeah, I used to do that whole large pizza. Mm. Four pack of beer, only bottles. So what's that? Pint and a half, wow. maybe. I think my favourite story about your diet was when you were at Jersey shoplifting turnips. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're expensive. Yeah, I can't wait to oh, you see the rock going back to uh, the Seven Eleven used to rob Snickers from. I can't wait for you in a couple of years when you're big time. <laughs> back go back to, to Jersey. Jersey, just pile yeah, all like, of have, have you spent much time on the Channel Islands? Not Jersey. a huge amount. No. No. So I I lived there for two years. Um, this was on the. the Trying to rise to yeah, 
to great rising so top. playing in the, in the championship because the there aren't many Reds. players there is that what you were hoping to get to the top of that small pool pretty much yeah as I said mediocre in the middle of the pack creep your way up like it so uh, and there was a t there was a few tough times obviously the wages weren't the highest they could be and groceries were rather expensive and uh, even turnips not turnips Especially. again Parsnips. Parsnips, um, sorry. But it used to get to the used to get to the end of the month. My bad, my bad. Used to get to the end of the month and obviously it was it was a bit strapped. So I used to go a few times I would go in to the shop. Never stole them. <laughs> Never stole parsnips, I'd get higher end yeah, items for that sort of thing. Go in and sometimes it'd be like, What have I got left? Four or five pieces. quid. Yeah. And you try and do a weekly shop on that. So and I remember once I walked in and they had in the reduced section it was a big bag, they did the loose parsnips. Huge bag for like thirty p something like that. I went, that'll do. Take, take them, take them. I think I got a big pack of bacon, some eggs. That was like my four quid. Christ. So I and then I sure space with you, a confined space would be pretty smelly. Yeah, and then I'd still protein powder from the club. So my <laughs> evenings, yeah. my evenings were often roasted parsnips with a protein shake. Wow. Yeah. If <laughs> I was feeling rather fruity, sometimes I'd go mackerel pasta oh, oh tins lovely. of mackerel always had a few lovely. fullback tins of mackerel and then you'd have the digestives under your oh, bed no. for pudding as well no I, no stop trying to stop trying to fat shame me but yeah but <laughs> no, that's no. that's a tough diet I, I can feel you on that but, but now a lot i'm sat in the same room as the stick yeah very good wow well, <laughs> so was, you're gonna have to take back that pack of turnips and, and yeah. parsnips yeah back to Jersey. Jersey, Jersey or Guernsey? Jersey. 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 They'd be a lot more expensive now, yeah. Yeah. Probably want posh stuff like Mary Piper and. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thoughts on the cheesecake? Delicious, but it was baked by Mark and Spencer. I could, like do you know what in. I regret doing now? Because I could have whipped up a little raspberry. Cooley. Cooley, yeah. Oh, really? Well. Yeah, but for you, it's always what you could have done. Not what you did. Yeah, what and those, that's, the changing room afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not what wrong. What I could have done. You're not yeah. wrong now. Hey, would you? You had to have hand in the kitchen. Oh, not particularly. No. I mean, I, 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 I have a few niches that I really focus on. I'm obsessed with cooking eggs correctly. Yeah. So that, so you know, there's obviously the scramble. That's essential. How you do that. Yeah. How do you do your scrambled eggs? Yeah, slowly. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, wow. that's, 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 there it is. Exactly. Lots, of Lots of butter. Ooh. Slowly cooked. I watched the thing with Ian Fleming actually. Did you use, do you use the ban marie? No. What? The, the ban marie. That's a bit. That's much. too much. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> what that is. Bit. I don't it's know. It's where you, you basically it's like put how you melt chocolate. Like a, yeah, it's like how you melt chocolate. So you put the eggs in a sort of something that conducts heat over boiling water. Okay. And the steam of the water sort of gently heats them, and you get this kind of poached egg, very curdled um, French star scrambled egg. Ah. If you want to go that far, but yeah, that is too far. Steamed, I'm not sure. I think if I feel like you'd lose flavour that way. That could work out badly. But you Slow get cooked. these really custardy kind yeah, of. Yeah, become too. Best. Best. Doesn't no, sound too right, runny no. for me. And the, boiled, and the boiled egg, you can't beat a boiled egg. Four eggs. Boiled egg. Willie yeah. prefers his eggs. Hot four, four and a half minutes. Pulverised. Bosh. Yeah. Essential. Yeah. Can't be doing hard boiled or, or slimy. No, absolutely. No, not. You're, you're, you're a hard boiled man, no, aren't you? Really? I'm not. I'm not. No? But like that's <laughs> custard. I don't want custardy eggs. Do okay. I, mean? I want my eggs to be yeah. like eggs. Yeah. If I want custard, I like custard. Creme fresh. Lots of butter. Creme fresh. Creme fresh is too chives much. Chives, well. if you want to garnish. Like, I, like I like adding chives to things. At the yeah. <laughs> You just discovered them, did you? you? Have a, no, I'm not just discovered them. I've got a sharp knife. Cultured oh, palette. That is very therapeutic. Yeah, I've got a new knife. It? So yeah. it was my birthday recently, and you, I've got to the age where people buy you kitchen. useful things, kitchen, yeah. kitchen equipment. I used yeah. to get cool stuff. Not that it isn't cool now, but no, you know, you used to get you know swaggy items of clothing. Mm. But things they know like you're that. an eater. So yeah, but, yeah. Just kitchen. Past the machine, sharp knife. I just got a new pan as well. Did you? Yeah, it was really, really. What's really got? New pan. What brand? Yeah, bigger. Was it bigger than the previous one? Yes. Well, I got. Have you seen this Instagram? It's all over Instagram. You know, our. It's called our place. It's called the Always Pan. Does every little bit of everything. Comes with a little steam basket. Lots of things. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's not. It's not quite like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, it's not quite cast iron. It's like thick though. So you use it as a wok, but you can also sort. Yeah. Oh, delightful. Yeah, it is yeah. quite good. I'm just a cast iron man myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a bit of a traditionalist. Yeah, it has to be that way. And you probably yeah. spout about it on Instagram as well. I actually haven't, but now that you've mentioned it, I have. He's looking for an endorsement. Yeah. He's giving yeah. a content. Now I have the last thing he needs. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so obviously I've got using chives more because I'm really enjoying the yeah, sharp knife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very oh, satisfying. God, it's yeah. so addictive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
you don't realize how much you needed the new knife until you get one. Yeah, no, that's have you been trained how to do well. that though? So where the tip stays on and you can do it. No, but I, I did I've watched a few last year. Cooking. Exactly, there's, there's proper skills to it. Yeah. I mean, your chef will probably give you the mm. you know, the, yeah. the chopping skills. It's worth it's worth a quick lesson because yeah. it's they're quite. And then yeah, once the tip stays down, and you just go down and out like this. My brother-in-law's a chef, a little French, and he's he gave that me little the, French. Yeah. Oh, really? oh how good. Freddie Bird, he's a huge Bristol Bears fan. Comes down here all the time with his son and his family. <laughs> Loves a bit of it. Well, apparently, well, he throws out French. huge discounts to, to players. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, sure again, that. Well, I'm sure he would. Hello there. Um, yeah. Little French. Great, Bonjour great, great to me. They're all coming up, Fred. They're going to they're drive up there as a road trip in some big vehicles yeah. and did you have the, eat you out of house at home. Did you have the cheesy mashed potato thing that he does there? It's I've, like a, I've eaten everything. I love everything he makes. They, 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 they make that special kind of... Have you ever had that special kind of mashed potatoes? Like half cheese fondue, half potato. Yes, that yeah, one. That, that one. thing is... Yeah. Oh, and you just sneak fine. that in as a side. Yeah. Like, I didn't really order that. Just your, bring that as a side. And your coat de boeuf. You eat all of it. Coat de boeuf. Mm. All the turbot. All the, yeah, oh all the stuff God. like that. It's bloody yeah. good. It's gluttony. Pure. Let's go. Let's, let's, we should all go there. Yeah. yeah I'm now? Like, well... I, why not? We've had the. I mean, this didn't. <laughs> We've really, had yeah. the pre-dessert. We've done it in <laughs> reverse, but. Well, I think we might as well finish sharing. I think yeah. I think we'll to the. I didn't literally French. mean to just kibosh. No, I no, mean, but I think you that. have. I think you have. Right. But I think there's more to come from this relationship. Then I hope so, guys. I think you, I can obviously give you some driving lessons. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure. I can cook you some pasta. I can help. I don't know what with I can do for you. Actually. I can help yeah. you. With, I can help him with his music. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'll show you how to develop your yeah, bicep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Max nice could do that. But he like, probably needs some, some, some neck strengthening. Yeah. After the, uh, so you can't keep your head yeah. straight. That's true. <laughs> Not really sure. Of that. <laughs> okay, that's that's Church, my, um, Churchill. That's my mistake. <laughs> um, but I, I would like to say thank you very much, no, Ben, for coming in. It has been me. a pleasure, and thank you for gracing us with your presence. Um, I can only apologise for Fitz Harden being here, but he's who, who, the only person we can get at last minute. Um, so I thank you for coming in, Fitz. Um, and I think we'll call that a wrap for Beryl this time. Um, thank you very much, uh, Max. I hope you enjoyed your first episode. Mate, it's and been so fun, hopefully we can get a second one. Um, now we've uh, you know blown our budget on a new studio, it'd be a shame to stop here, wouldn't it? How um, fun has it been, though? Yeah, it has been fantastic. That was so fun. Thanks very much, Ben. Thank you. you Good luck with the rest well. of the season, guys. And we'll uh, see you out there. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we out. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>